marks. A little tape. For a little bit. Well, the tape is not there to hold it. The tape is just to mark it that this is a bad mic. Oh, I thought it was the tape. Well, it is taped. Well, it's taped well. right there, and it's not really doing much. We did a little, like, a testing and stuff like that. Also, this is one of the most boring starts to talk about tech, about how to do it. Um, happy Friday. Happy Friday. But what, um, what's probably a little bit more exciting to talk about is what you are... What... what, what you suckered me into doing. <laughs> well, we talked about it like a few episodes back um, about taking the Enneagram test and... No, 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 no. We're not even talking about the Enneagram test right now, which you suckered me into. We're talking about what I've been doing today that you oh. suckered me into doing. <laughs> we'll get to the Enneagram test. That, that's, that's Am I allowed the, to say it or is it going to be part of a video? Well, people know. People know There's the video is coming for that thing. So we're building a... Well, we are building. I just finished building I mean, you with my we. team. With my team. I'm part of the team. I... Uh, you're more of part of it. You're, if you're part of the team on this project, you're a very bad member of the team. Okay. You were part of the team on the kitchen. I'm that person, the group project that comes at the very end and is not happy and satisfied. And tends to a different direction. tells them what to do and mm -hmm. fix. That's me. You're that, you're that uh, school project partner in a group that uh, when everybody agreed on something, it takes to a place and the deadline's a few days away and you come in and saying, oh, it turns out here that um, we weren't 100% following the rubric. So, you know, it's all right. How about we just start all over? Let's just start from the very beginning and yeah. it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine, guys. So, you know what? Hey, listen, at least now we know and knowing's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Is that my voice? That's you, that's you nerd, just nerding it out. <laughs> Well, I yes. built, I'll admit to it. I built these 10 foot tall. I have to rub my eyes for this because this is the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever built. I've built these 10 foot tall, uh, two sliding barn doors, double sliding barn doors. They're 10 foot tall, a little bit over, and they have this Chevron style pattern. They're made out of two by six material. The, the level of glue up that had to take place on this was astronomical like it was the hardest thing i've ever done and fortunately nothing broke i had some setbacks but nothing broke not to mention it's expensive um, i'm probably around a thousand dollars in materials and yeah. uh so i got it all done and again counting my blessings nothing broke and uh time came to stain and the guys are like what is what are you gonna stain with i was like well irena has two colors that for the majority of the projects that we've done, she's kind of approved these two colors. And what are those mm -hmm. two colors? Um, what are they? Weathered oak and, and uh, fruitwood. Fruitwood, both of those. So I first stained it. I remember talking to you about coloring and you're like, oh yeah, something warm like that. I go, cool, we'll do, I'm thinking fruitwood in my head when I said warm, but on one of the sides of the door, so there's two doors. So that part's both. on you. Well, no, 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 but no. And I'm 100% I'm okay confirming that or accepting that. Uh, we, we laid it down and I was like, crap, that's weathered oak. And, uh, but even though that's one of the approved colors, uh, I knew that what you, the look that you wanted was supposed to be so warmer. You knew the look I wanted. No, 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 no. In between the two stains that has been pre-approved. Maybe even the third stain. Okay, you like but, that white stain. You like that white track, stain as well. Pickled let me, oak. Let me track back a little. The approved stains are for basically pine. I didn't know you were using Douglas fir. I don't know what Douglas fir stains It's like. pretty close to pine. It's got just like tones of red. It has tones of red. And that's what it pulled when you did the uh, fruitwood. Anyway, going even farther back, you came in and asked me, what color do you want on the doors? And I said, whatever the color the island is. Uh huh. And I said, I said, that's fruitwood. Yeah. Fruitwood. 
Bro, what? <laughs> and I was like, it's pro And they were like, no, it's weather. I love pro Because if it's not pro it's L. It's L. But, okay, so, and then, so in my head, I, I figured whatever color he's going to use, it's, he's going to try to match to the island. Okay. That wasn't the case. Well, I couldn't build this. I've spent. And that was another question I was going to ask. Yeah. What made you go with Douglas fir? Because if I was to use maple, I would probably be $5,000 in material. Really? Maple is so expensive. Dude. Dang. It's so expensive. What about like poplar? Pretty dang expensive still. Really? Not as expensive. I would say about half of that. About so it would have been $2,500. Oak is probably really expensive. Oak is, oak is now jump up from poplar. Because oak stain's really pretty. Oak stain's really pretty. Completely agree with you. And it jumps up. So I would say oak would probably be between poplar and, and maple okay. in terms of price. So it was price-wise is why you went to Douglas for Which, I mean, makes sense. It's, they're giant It's more doors. of an approachable... Sorry for yawning. Cause I've been, wow. I've been doing a particular thing. I'll explain what I've been doing today. <laughs> um, today's supposed to be a low-key day, and clearly it's not. Um, but that's why I didn't go with it. And, and at the same time, project like this, if, uh, not to say that this was a very DIY friendly project, but at least it was more, it was more relatable because anybody can go buy some two by sixes and attempt this thing. Maybe even take a different approach. It, not a lot of people are going to go spend $3,000 right. on wood and do this whole thing. Uh, anywho. So, uh, that was the, the, the argument behind the, why I didn't go with maple. So. Got the Douglas fir. Everything is done. I put the first stain on, first coat. It was weathered oak. Weathered oak is a little bit warm, but it has tons uh, tones of gray in there. Okay, mm -hmm. and it really pulled the gray. It really pulled the gray. Yeah. And, it's interesting. And um, now, and and keep in mind, weathered oak. If I use that same stain on maple, it would come out completely different completely as well. Completely different. Yeah. Different wood species. I do just different didn't things. know that. And so, uh, well, and also a little backtrack, if you're going to do a little backtracking, I'll backtrack even more. One of the hardest things in our relationship has always been when it came to building was making the wood look the tone that you've wanted it to look. Well, because I find these pictures on Pinterest and Instagram that is like what I want, but it's probably hard to achieve with the type of wood you're using. Correct. And that's something that I need to like keep in mind for the next projects. It's like, okay well what what are you using and wh what does it pull and how naughty is the wood like all Correct. of that so we disagreed it's 100 your yeah. fault <laughs> so okay anyway, i mean i, I put I'll weathered oak it. on it was it. gray i initially knew right away i was like oh crap that's not what she wanted um i had to let it dry a day because you can't just sand it right away it's still kind of raw mm -hmm. you'll go through sandpaper left and right so i um I, but just to get your attention, I was like, hey, it's probably not the right stain. You want to look at it? You're like, yeah, it's not good. I was like, it's all right. We're gonna, I'll sand it tomorrow and mm -hmm. we'll apply it. That's my mistake. Apply the fruit wood now that I already knew that's what you wanted. So we put it on. I thought, and, and I put, I put a, a, a conditioner down or a pre-stain, they call it. And what that does is it minimizes the blotchiness. So it's not spotty. It gives you more of an even uh, stain uh, mm -hmm. application. And that typically brings out more amberish tone because it's like an oily kind of product, okay? Right. So that goes on, fruit wood, wood goes on, and I personally liked it. I was like, wait, that's, that's the warmth that she likes. In fact, our old uh, sliding barn door in our old bathroom, master bathroom, the little abstract art one, it uh, was fruit that wood. That one I loved, but it, it was a completely different color. Well, I think you, what you were noticing is on that one is because it was cleated, 
it, you didn't have a uniform stain. Like, so it was a, it was a plywood and yeah. had a bunch of these one well, by one materials. Well, it just materials. pulled so orangey red versus on the other door, it pulled more like yellow, yellow tones, mm. if that makes sense. Well, I didn't use a pre-stain on it. Yeah. And it, you know, um, so. So don't ever use pre-stain again. That's kind of. I come and I going. hang up these doors. I mean, we get the sliding barn doors up or the, the, the sliding door hardware up. And it was already hard to do, right? Because it's like to get a rail that yeah. long. Finally, and as how terrified, I don't know if I've been this terrified in a long time of trying to bring these 10 foot tall doors in. Did you bring them through the front door? Through the front door. And uh, had tons of setback because measurements were incorrect into the hardware. Finally got everything right. The doors came on and I was like, whoo, I'm just glad nobody got hurt. Nothing broke. Awesome. Can't wait for her to come see it. You come, and I'm sitting on this bench in our entryway. Um, admiring your work. Admiring it, but I'm also kind of like calming down from this like high tension that was just happening. I was trying to install it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very fatigued. So I'm just kind of laying, sitting there, you know, on the bench. And then you come, and you come in. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I come in, and I touch it. And the you first thing it. you tell me is, like, don't touch it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because you didn't see that I was behind you. So I wanted to kind of scare you. I don't want you to like get startled. I was like, don't touch it. So, uh, and you have this thing, I kind of, learned I, I do have this thing. You have this thing where I've learned that because how nice you are and we'll get into Enneagrams here in a second. So we'll, we'll be a good segue. We'll, we'll be, it's like, we'll know like where this all comes from. You go, um, cause usually what you do is you, when you, when you absolutely love something and I've seen you in situations like that, uh, you're like, Oh, I love it so much. Like yeah. whether those ginormous 24 inch wide uh pendant light bulbs mm -hmm. or you or know even the island island right and, went yeah. in, and i was like oh, i love it yeah. so much and you're like i love it so much right out of the gates but you came in you touched it and you sat back kind of like admiring like with like a like a what do they call it? a smile with no teeth kind of like this like just like this and you go nice so you're like you're like it looks nice because nice. i don't want to yeah we'll get into it but like i don't want to like you worked really hard on those doors. <laughs> so you, I know you did. And I don't want to be like, I don't like, cause they look beautiful. They're beautiful doors. It's just the color of them. It's, and you're like, nice. And that's what I was and like. And then you go, you don't like it, do you? You don't like it. She goes, and right away you go, no. <laughs> I've gotten better. At least I've gotten better. Cause before I used to go, oh, I like it. I like it. Exactly what I would do. But now I feel like I've gotten better. I always just kind of like, no. <laughs> that, and to me, because I knew after did you have that a feeling I wouldn't like it. No, not at all. Really? But just the way you reacted. Yeah. Because I did truly be like, sh I'm, I was excited for you to see it. Oh man. And then you hit me with that, and uh, and I was like, you know, the zero f's given because at that point because I was I so fatigued, I was like, well, I'm that's not. That's why even, I said it's okay. Like, I'm not even going, gonna freak out. I remember going, yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't like it, but it's okay. But it's okay. And, and to some people, they're like, well, cool, we're going to live with it. But to me, I'm like, I just spent $1,000 on material. Right. It was the hardest glue up project I've ever done. Right. Not to mention the installation, how much energy that took and how much uh, it took out of me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this needs to be like, I love these doors. Right. It can't because be. Because there's such a statement when you walk into the front. Correct. They're, they're like right off the entry. And so I could care less about the front entry. To me, I was like, I have so much invested in this time, energy and frustration. Look amazing. I was like, I if if the color is the only thing that's off right now, like this has to be right. So you 
as later throughout the day, you're like, do you think I could sand it? You know, I was fully ready. I said, I'll sand it and I'll restain it. And here's the thing. I know you're an empowered woman that could do anything who needs no man. (laughs) But I also knew what it takes to get rid of that much clear coat that I just laid on. Oh, and 10 foot tall up done pretty quick. At least those front sides. Well, because I'm a psycho in my mind. Okay. Um, I, I went to a very dark place. Um, you did. and, uh, I was like, I'd rather do it because I know what the integrity of it has to look like in order for the secondary stain to come in right. and not still have the old stuff there. Anywho. So that led me to, to volunteer myself to, to sand it. So all day today, I just been doing nothing. So I got through one, almost two front sides. So both doors got their fronts. Now they have to do their backs. Um, because you love me. I was actually waiting for you when I said that to be like, no, you don't have to be the backs because I'll be in a different, like the inside of the room. <laughs> I was legitimately expecting you to really? say, yes, why wouldn't you say that? That would be so helpful. <laughs> you, can, you can leave him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so difficult. Anywho, so that's where we're at. The gosh, doors, I'm so difficult. The door video is coming out. Um, you know what? What? That will be really interesting actually to segue because I retook the Enneagram test today and I, my wing was different this time. And now I kind of understand why, like, it, it was, I think, more accurate than my first time. Oh, you took two. Yeah. So oh. I took one, er, like, earlier, like, what, last week when mm-hmm. we, or two weeks ago probably when we decided to do it. And then I just took one today just to see, like, if I... And my, my primary number was the same, mm. but then my wing was different. And then thinking back to like this and like other projects, mm-hmm. I understand now. Interesting. Anyway. So is this a compatibility test? Is this what this is? No, this is a, a personality test. Okay. But these personalities based off of like how compatible you are with another person? No, no. It's just to understand people better. Mm-hmm. So if you are a, a certain Enneagram type, yeah. because I know you're that way, it like... It, it just helps you understand people better. Like, okay, this is why somebody's really emotional or, um, and how to like, I guess, love them better. Interesting. Okay. That makes sense. So, so uh, before we start though, let me, if you guys have never heard of it, it, it's like a personality test and there's nine different numbers and I'll kind of just go through them. Um, nine different types. By the way, that looks like a pentagram, like the whole satanic thing. <laughs> why yeah. did they come up with another? It's kind of creepy. I know. But so, um, let's see, it's a personality typing system that consists of nine different types. Everyone's considered to be one single type, although one can have traits belonging to other types. So that's another thing you got to just take it. I'm going to go grab a cold brew because I keep yawning. So you keep explaining. (laughs) Um, oh, well, you messed me up now. Um, oh, so everybody has like a, a dominating like number, but you can be other numbers or you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because it's not going to be exactly you in that one number. So anyway, I feel weird doing this by myself, but I'll keep going. Um, Enneagrams. Let's see. So, and you can have like characteristics in different oh, numbers. Uh, don't chug, sound? don't chug a cold brew. It's uh, disgusting. In there. You need to put some cream in there. Can you spare Go some more time? Some, Go put um, some oat milk in there. Okay. <laughs> um, and then let's see. I'll just read this part. People of a particular type have several characteristics in common, but they can be quite different. Nevertheless, it depends among other things on their level of mental health. Unhealthy people from a t- particular type can look quite different from healthy ones. 
Um, let's see. And then within each number, there's a wing. And interestingly enough, I always thought wings were um, like you have a dominant number and then your wing, it could be any other number that you just like lean towards. But wings are actually, the reason they're called wings is because you have your number and the, the numbers on the, on the sides are, your, are what you can wing. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize that. Is that, that like which way you lean yes. towards? Mm -hmm. So it's more of a dominant thing then. So like if you're, if you're let's say a number two, then you, your wing would either be one or three. Okay. If you wing three, your, your wing would either be two or four. So those are, those are your only wings. That's why okay. they're called wings. Gotcha. And some people have balanced wings. So that means they are the same on both sides, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, but that makes me wonder why I'll get into it. But once I give you guys like the kind of a rough, just a synopsis of each Enneagram type, um, I have this weird kind of caveat about one of them. Anyway, okay, so the types are number one is a reformer. This is a your perfectionist, the responsible, fixated on an improvement. I'm surprised I didn't fall in that category. I know. Wow. Maybe you did. Maybe you had. Oh, you know why? Because you are um, you're not close to it. So like that's not one of your wings. Oh, it has to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why I don't get why, why you can't wing any number. Why does it have to be just those two? I wonder if I took, did, how much did your test results change from the second time to the first time you took these tests? Well, the other numbers were different, yeah. So you know how I it wonder. shows you, so when you take the test, it gives you like your dominant number and your wing, but then it shows you how much you scored in the other numbers. Mm -hmm. And so maybe if you had like one other question different, it, oh, you would have there's Some of these tech questions yeah. are so. It's kind of confusing, but. Um, so you're, yeah, your number one are the people who are essentially looking to make things better as they think nothing is quite good enough. <laughs> they make them perfectionists who want to reform and improve, who desire to make order out of the in, in omnipresent chaos. The number two is the helper. So they, twos essentially feel that they are worthy insofar as they are helpful to others. Love is their highest ideal. Selflessness is their duty. Giving to others is their reason for being. They are involved, socially aware, usually extroverted. Um, they are the type of people who remember everybody's birthdays, who go to the extra mile to help out a coworker, but also those are the ones who all want that reciprocated back. Um, type three is the achiever. So they are focused on presentation of success to attain validation. So they need to be validated in order to feel worthy. They pursue success, want to be admired. They're very hardworking, competitive, and highly focused in pursuit of their goals. Um, number four is the individualist. So they're identity seekers who feel unique and different. So these are the ones usually more emotional, sentimental, um, self-conscious, um, individualistic. Let's see. They, they are, uh, let me see. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Some, they're some, usually somehow different or unique. They tend to see their difference from others as both being a gift and a curse. Okay, so then there's number five, the investigator, thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe. So Sherlock Holmes. These, yeah. <laughs> Fives essentially fear that they don't have enough inner strength to face life. They tend to withdraw, retreat to safety and security where they, it's like they're more like the thinkers, I think. Oh, woke millennials. Yes. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Number six is the loyalist. So they're conflicted between trust and distrust. So they feel insecure. Um, oftentimes, let's see. 
They have a lot of fear and anxiety. Sixes don't trust easily. But um, until people have true proven to the uh, proven themselves to them, and then they are respond with loyalty when people prove themselves. Number seven is enthusiast. 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 Enthusi <laughs> enthusiast. And the enthusiast has asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to talk sometimes. Pleasure seekers and planners in search of distraction. So sev sevens are concerned that their lives be an exciting adventure. So these are the adventure seekers. Mm. Um, they are future oriented, restless people. And then um, they are quick thinkers. So they have a great deal of energy. I feel like this is something you would wing because you're kind of like a, like adventurous and you're a, a quick thinker. You're extroverted, multi-talented, creative and open-minded. Yeah, but I think that almost leans towards like the adventurous, like oh, let's go see the uh, the, the, the oh, open terrain, like travel which kinda. I don't want to no. go anywhere. I guess you, yeah, you can read it two different. That's ways. the thing is like we; those yeah. are the last of the things, right? No, like, there's two more. Oh, there's Let two me more. Get through them and then we can go for it. Number eight is a challenger. They like taking charge because they don't want to be controlled. Eights are essentially unwilling to be controlled either by others or their circumstances. I thought you would, this one would See, be one See, each you sentence, would, I yeah, feel like I resonate can, yes. with one part, but not the other. Yes, they fully intend to be masters of the fate. Eights are strong-willed, decisive, practical, tough-minded, and energetic. That's like you to a T. That's a peacemaker? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, peacemaker. peacemaker. That's nine. I'm oh. on eight. Oh, you're eight. The challenger? That's yeah, they also tend to be domineering, but you're not domineering. So, And then their unwillingness to be controlled by others frequently manifests in the need to control others instead. And you don't do that either. Mm -mm. So you have like the tendency to be control of your own fate, but then yeah. you don't... Like, I guess this person does it kind of to the people around them too. Um, type nine is the peacemaker. And this is the person that wants to keep peace and harmony... They um, avoid conflict at all costs, whether it be internal or interpersonal. Um, nine's desire to avoid it, to avoid conflict generally results in some degree of withdrawal from life. And may, many nines are introverted. Other nines lead more active social lives. So you can be either. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, remain to some degree checked out or not fully involved, as if to insulate themselves from threats to their peace of mind. So those are the nine types. And I don't know. You can start with yours. So, again, the most you complicated thing. You start taking yours again. Probably. And so whenever you take these tests, there'll be a question. And you go, well. Um, you, could, you could answer I, yes to all of them. Right. Yeah. And I think you're the one that said, you're like, well, the more you go on, even though if you feel like you didn't answer it as best as you feel, you've always said you, like, there'll be more questions along the way that will help navigate how much Which that's way? true. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really that true. Like, well, it depends what you take. So this one, based on your question, it doesn't like formulate new questions. Mm -hmm. But it did tell me when I was taking it, if you are not sure or you don't know if you agree with that, always answer no. Because really? if you answer yes to one, that's when it starts taking into account. Um, like that's when it, what it's pulling from. Hmm. Those yes answers. So like if you're kind of unsure and I, I mean, there's some that I did partly on, but I don't know if that one even makes like a difference. They need to have like a little course before you yes. take this. Understanding they do. Oh, they That's do. what they tell you to do. They say read about it first and mm -hmm. then take it. And then, yeah, I, obviously you take it with a grain of salt and you just. So I'm a Enneagram type three, which is the achiever, which is I don't like the title of this because it seems like I'm this like hyper competitive person. So but you're not. All right. And just so within yourself. I printed these things out and I'm looking what this thing is supposed to describe me as this kind of personality. And I've kind of underlined certain things that I agree or disagree with. So 
Uh, let's see here. One of them says here, okay, uh, threes have a lot of energy and are often seem to embody a kind of zest for life that others find contagious. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. Uh, they're good networkers who yes. know how to rise through the ranks. Yes. Now, now, networkers, yes and no. So like, I know that when I first started in the world of like blogging YouTube, I would go to these conferences and events, right? Like mm -hmm. Workbench One, it was one of them. Haven, I went to one of them. And I knew I was going there with this intention of meeting brands and getting in front of people, right? right? But you don't just do it just because. But, but that's, that's me doing this thing, right? Because I'm, it's a hustle that I'm trying to get right. off the ground. But I, I, I made a note here. That's not me at my, when I was working at the hospital. So like yeah. when I was working in my career, to, yeah. I, I didn't care about like rising through the ranks. So the ranks part is well, maybe the, you just weren't in the right career field then. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps maybe the passion wasn't there. The passion. Exactly. Um, so let's when you are here. passionate, you do or you are able to network and rise to the ranks. Yeah. Oh, so here by a while threes do tend to succeed in whatever realm they focus their energies, which I, I'm a firm believer is whatever you put your mind to and you work right. hard, you'll figure it out. Uh, they are often secretly afraid of being or becoming losers. So what I wrote there is I just said a loser may be in life. And that comes from like childhood trauma being told, like, I'm not going to amount to the word things. loser. Right. Yeah. Because I, you know, like I said, That's what I was like, when I asked the was question, so hard I was for like, me. What did it mean? Does it right. mean like if you're called a loser, like loser, or is it? Well, I don't I think it's loser? childish. I don't think anybody's doing yeah. that. I think a loser is seeing like somebody who can't succeed in anything. Yes. Right. So yeah. like, you know, I always thought myself of being a dummy when it comes to schooling. So I, that to me, I put the definition of loser based off of that. Like oh. academically, you suck. So you're a loser. Mm. That's the way I read it. But it can be um, in any, any field. Right. Right. Oh, true. Right. So yeah. So secretly I, I, I've been afraid of like, not succeeding in anything and that's why like now that there's some success in doing what i do now it's it's weird to navigate that right to like still stay humble when i come to like talk to the people from my old life kind of thing or family members mm -hmm. or something like that um threes can sometimes find intimacy difficult and i said that's not true for me like no, it's not true like i mean like i could i could speak to people uh on a personal level oh, yeah. and let them in like, easily yeah. uh, did you think intimacy like sexually is that why you giggled no. <laughs> oh no well that too you don't have a problem with. <laughs> um but yeah i don't i don't i don't have a hard time uh being vulnerable so i think you know so like that, that's not that a, part yeah uh, let's see here. Uh, the t -t 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 okay, so their need to be validated for their image often hides a deep sense of shame about who they really are. Uh, shame they uh, unconsciously feel will be unmasked if uh, another gets too close. Mm. And I was like, "That's a loaded. That's a loaded uh, sentence." Yeah. So the part that I underlined here is uh, their shame about who they really are. I think, and I wrote next to it is, is this idea of imposter syndrome. I think there's people, um, yeah. I've learned there's people who I find success. Mostly I study this from comedians, um, successful comedians. They, they've obtained a certain level of success in terms of like the, the being recognized or, or, you know, specials that are put on Netflix right. and, and, and Amazon and stuff like that and do theater tours and whatever. You've always feel like you're, you're hanging out with people in your field, right? So like when I go and hang out with uh, uh, Maker Ranch or Ben Ueda and all these, uh, Mike Montgomery and, and, and Brad Rodriguez, all these are guys who are just absolute killers when it comes to YouTube and stuff like that. 
that when I hang out with them, I feel like an imposter. I was like, I don't belong amongst these like lions. Oh, maybe that's lions. the shame you could so, feel. So the shame is that imposter syndrome was like, I'm, I, I think I got lucky in a, a lot of my videos, but at the same time, you know, the effort that you put in is just keep trying and right. keep risking. So I just put imposter syndrome. He's like, you feel like you, you're not good at what you do and everybody else is better than you kind of thing. Right. You know? And that, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense towards the achiever, why you want to keep achieving. And right you know, attaining those goals. Uh, let's see here. Next is uh, when unhealthy, uh, when unhealthy, uh, their three's narcissism takes an ugly turn and they become cold blooded and ruthless in the pursuit of their goals. Um, and I said, I don't agree with that. Well, it's, it's saying when unhealthy. So correct. I think you're a, you're a healthy. Correct. Thing. That's why you don't, you definitely don't fall into but, that. But what I said, the part that I agree with that statement is, um, the unhealthy part comes from my, I remember looking back at my, my previous relationships that I was in. So I, I've, I think I counted, like, I think I've been dumped like three times from like long term relationships. And cause I've been, I've been engaged, I think once or twice before. And to me, I remember when you're dumped, you fall into this, like, I remember, well, you go through this period of mourning first, mm -hmm. but then I remember falling into this mindset of like, I'm going to prove them to show them you know, how my, my value, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I'll show them suck it, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And so I think that's when the unhealthy, you know, yes. ruthless yes. can come in. Because well, um, when you are put in that situation where you lose correct. or you're, yeah, you lose yeah. that worth of And that's what that's the unhealthy part, at, obviously, right? Yeah, that's um, when you're saying when the threes are unhealthy. Let's see here. Uh, threes often uh, consciously and, and unconsciously attempt to embody the image of success that pro, that is promoted by their culture. Um, I didn't put a, a note next to this, so I don't know. That could, I mean, that depends. Yeah, like culture or um, specific um, niche you're in. Mm -hmm. Maybe that embody the, like, the yeah success. I of course, whatever you're doing, and you want to, if you are, if you do have that achieving mindset, you want to be the best mm -hmm. in your field or mm -hmm. in you know what you're doing. I did also underline here is that threes require external validation. And I just wrote your name next to it. What was interesting to me is I don't care. And I've said this before. I was like, I always try to impress you. I don't try to impress other people. Mm -hmm. So to me, one of my best compliments is always like when you tell me like, like what, like if I, if you and I had the store and somebody recognizes me, my thing is I want to tell you that I got recognized. Like, I don't care. I, it, sometimes it makes me feel awkward when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I watched your stuff. I was like, like we were in Utah. This would be by yourself. With the kids and Harper had a blowout. At, like I was on baby duty at the pool with the kids and she had a blowout and there's like poop oozing off of my arm. And I'm in the guy's <laughs> bathroom and there's a line and there's like, I'm like looking for the baby changing station. And some guy was like turning around. I was like, hey, man, aren't you the guy with the YouTube channel? And so like I give him like a quick little like fist bump. But after that, I was like, I wanted to tell it to you. I didn't go yeah. on and start blabbing to everybody else. Yeah. It's like, to me, so to me, the validation is from you. It's like, from important people in your life. Yeah. To me, yeah, it's that like makes sense. when the boys go, hey, dad, I think somebody in my school like watches your channel. Like to me, that's what I want to hear. It's actually weird to me when like, so uh, when some of our friends will say like, oh, I didn't know, you know, Mr. Build or whatever. To me, that's weird that you tell me that. Like yeah. I sometimes I don't want to know that. You know what I mean? Just because I don't know what to do with that. But whenever you're around or, or the kids are like, oh, yeah, because yeah, that's the validation that's the most right. important to me. That's the, the only reason I work hard. Um, that's interesting. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Two, 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 two. Threes get in trouble when they confuse true happiness. Um, and I don't think I agree with that because uh, to me, 
the true happiness, I probably would confuse it if I was single, right? Because then I didn't know what going to, yeah, it's trying to attain success. Correct. And in a, in a, in an unhealthy way. But, but to me that I I have, I, I, I know what true happiness to me personally is, and I just wrote family happiness. So to me, the freedom that I have to do um, things with my family is the part that brings me happiness. So the fact that we can go uh, to Lagoon in Utah and, and have memories there, that's happiness. The fact that we can go you know, on a boat or we can go do the, those things are the true happiness. And the fact that we can do movie nights, my career has now allowed for me to have a level of freedom yeah. um, and a little bit of money to go with that to do things. And so that I, I truly feel like I'm living my best life and that's because of the happiness that I have in my family. You know right. what I mean? Um, and let's see here. One of the last ones I underlined here. Well, I wonder if like those last ones are the reason you don't agree with them so much is because you wing a certain way. Interesting. Which so the wing is going to be worse. So let me get mention this yeah. last part and then we'll get on the wings here. Um, let's see here. The one of the last things that I kind of uh, that I kind of stood out to me, it says even the most successful they did, you know, air quotes. Threes who, uh, who generally appear quite happy often hide a deeply felt sense of meaningless. Uh, the attainment of image never quite satisfies. Um, and I just said uh, too dark, more hunger for better lifestyle. So too dark. I said that's too dark. <laughs> too dark for me. Well, like, well, because I understand meaningless. I was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't think there's anything meaningless, but I do feel also. Well, this is kind of contradicting to what I just said right before, because I said happiness. I have attained happiness. So if you ask me how happy is your life, I would say out of 10, probably 11 or 12. Okay, Um, because of my family dynamic. Mm -hmm. But I said when they says it's uh, the deep sense felt of meaningless, I said that's too dark uh, to kind of illustrate that way. But to me, what I feel more of is this sense of uh, of hunger, because I always feel I haven't done anything. Like, I'm not happy with anything I've done. And I've shared this before. It's like, I don't it's think, I don't yeah. think like what I do is good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love the team that I have and they create awesome content with me, but I don't feel there's that I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And well, I think that's where Achiever comes in because you don't sit there. Mm-hmm. You don't say I'm not good at what I do and you are just done. Mm-hmm. You keep going. You keep striving. Keep moving. You keep moving we've, forward. We've and us, I yeah. think that's the Achiever part of you where that's like, I'd, maybe I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep working harder. I'm going right. to keep, you know. Correct. Just keep moving. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting. Um, and I mean, that's the last thing I'll say about the Enneagram. And then we'll talk about the, the helper the, or the wing part. Um, the, the me before starting a side hustle that turned into a career was a different me before that. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is there something happens where it's like there's some kind of awakening that happens. And I also feel like my, <clears throat> excuse me, my personality has changed, right? So yeah. like, I don't think I would have fallen into this Enneagram when, like I said, when I was still working at the hospital, right. I would have been a different person. Um, and so I almost feel like this is the new me and this is the parts that I identify with. Right. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I think, I think you can probably go through life um, like, gravitating towards different mm-hmm. numbers depending on your life circumstance but, but yeah depending on a lot of things and sometimes even your the the health of your uh social dynamic yes. right so yeah. like if you're unhappy on home then you're going to be gravitating towards different a things different wing or a different number yeah absolutely I you'll agree probably fall that. into some kind of pessimistic kind of right. you know i don't know what, what you went over there but okay so the wing 
And this is the part that I'm supposed to lean towards, right? This yeah. is supposed to be like well, so I'll, So yours would be, so your three, so yours would be a two or a four. Now, why do they limit it to those two things? I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why those have to be the wings when um, it doesn't really make sense to me because one of the enneagrams is nine, which is the peacemaker, but the one next to it is number eight, which is the challenger. And those are completely contradictory. Hmm. So I don't understand like how you can wing how you can be one and wing the other when they're completely different. I wonder if, if, if throughout billions of human beings, I think, I wonder if they've created like through psychology and sociology. It has to be a thing. This yeah. thing's like on average, we see these kind of right. groups of people. Yeah. Obviously there's people that don't fall into any Correct. of those categories, Correct. but I will say between those two numbers, cause four is the emotional person and mm -hmm. you're not emotional very much. Like not, not like you're not emotional, I'm but sentimental. You're, you're not, you're not like, um, the four is the one that's, um, let me see. They feel somehow different, unique. They're self-consciously individualistic. Um, they see their difference from others as being both a gift and a curse. Oh my gosh. Could you like, imagine saying that? Yeah. I feel mom's my, how special I am. And what I mean gift. about emotional as like, not that you're not emotional. It's like the, um, the next level of emotion where you you're too in you, tune with your emotions. Yeah, it's almost like you like you kind of swallow in sadness. You, um, you swallow things in sadness. Swallow. <laughs> oh, wallow in sadness. <laughs> you said swallow in sadness. I said wallow. People can really play this. You, swallow you swallow in sadness. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna go anywhere. Don't go anywhere <laughs> go with that. Gonna. Don't. Um, so I don't. This think is a family friendly show. I don't think you that way just because you, you don't show emotion that way a lot of times i mean you've like i've seen you cry yeah. just a couple of times maybe yeah. i get emotion i get yeah. teary out by the happy, kids yeah. but yeah it's it's um i cried a little bit today when i had to sand the barn door <laughs> sliding doors uh anyway and then the other one is two which is the helper so the helper so it said um, so i fall into helper two, yeah. which is interesting that, so they're calling it helpers who need to be needed and i was like not true for me i like i don't yeah. need to be needed. well yeah and all, i have a I, th I feel I have a couple of comments on that, but you can read it first. Uh, so let's see here. One of the things I underlined says, so uh, involved, socially aware, uh, usually extroverted. Sure. Um, twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday. I was like, no, nope. I just no. literally wrote, nope. <laughs> I don't care. Right. So let's see here. Uh, twos are warm, emotional people who care a great deal about their personal relationships. Mm, maybe family. I mean, oh, yeah, care, my family, yeah, like you, well, you and the kids. Well, you care about like your close, but you don't, yeah, you don't like go out of your way. I, I depends if it's a close friend, you will go out of your way. That's, that's why I think you do lean too, because you are, you do help people a lot. If somebody asks you for help, yes. you're there. So, and I, there, I'm sure. If somebody's sure, out of gas on the side of the road, you will stop sure. and you will ask them if they need help. Sure, sure. And, 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 and so I, I actually wrote here, like, not anymore, but burned by people. What I've, oh, yeah. I've learned that um, there is, I think you have to understand yourself more and more with every experience and kind of take a lesson there. So what I mean by it is there's been times uh, in my life where I was really busy and I was mm -hmm. really tired and somebody needed help and I volunteered my help, or not that I said they needed help. They, they were just talking about like, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Uh, you know, I need to change my, my timing belt on my mm -hmm. car. Prime example, probably actually a true story. I was tired, I was busy. Somebody's talking about, oh yeah, my timing belt on my car needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. 
uh, do you know how to do it? And I was like, oh, no, but I'm, I mean, yeah, I know the basic idea is like, oh, yeah, I need it to be done. I was like, oh, I, I can help you. I bet you can do it. You can, I, I can help you. And so all of a sudden I volunteer for it. Mm-hmm. And I spend hours with them doing it, tinkering with them. We get it accomplished. And they're so thankful for, for my help. And I feel very good about myself for helping them. Right. But then you don't win, apart from that thankfulness, like you don't win any kind of uh, award. You don't get, not to say somebody's supposed to give you a parade, but you feel like your relationship with that person should be just a little bit closer because you've helped them in a very hard time. Uh, you know, and I, listen, I, not to get into detail, but like there's been times where like I've went out of my way on things where financially projects were sponsored by me and done for people and that dynamic never changes afterwards. You, you were just like another almost, not a stepping stone, but you, like life continues, n- nothing changes. And so I've kind of learned because I had these expectations after being sacrificial, if you will, um, with my time and, and information or help. That well, that's the thing about the twos is they want um, to be reciprocated. They want that mm, reciprocated back to them. Correct. Not that action, correct. but something. Right. And that's why I think you do fall into the two because you do like you do ex- not I expect. Yes, yeah, so you, you could say do. expect. You do yeah. expect, right? Right. So it's mm-hmm. like if I scratch your you back, these, exactly. I'm expecting so you to be two. that person. And right. that's why they call them the helper because they help, but they want it to be like they almost want to be like validated for their help. I almost, in a way, I remember seeing, look at my life, and like going, "Oh, this is gonna draw us closer together." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it never did. Yeah. You know. Um, it's interesting, but I, I do, I do think you do, uh, you are that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll finish up maybe a quick one here. Cause I need, we want to get, get you into this. Don't forget me. Yeah. Uh, the dark side of the two, uh, fixation appears when the twos begin to feel that they will never receive the love they deserve, uh, for all of their efforts. Oh yeah. See, right. That's so we it, just talking yeah. about, um, and they say they can become hysterical, irrational, and even abusive. Well, abusive is a little dark, but um, under such circumstances, they can become okay. So yeah, so that's what it says. Okay, so they could, uh, they, so uh, will never receive the love they deserve for all their efforts. Mm-hmm. Under such circumstances, they can become hysterical, which not me, irrational, which is me, and even abusive, which is not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that's m- why I think you wing that way because that's not your full personality, mm-hmm. but you have those uh, just like tendons it eats me away mentally and it puts me in a frame of mind that i become irrational Mm -hmm. right so not going like oh well life is different being married you know what i mean like everybody has things so why is that i help them with this big deal and then Mm -hmm. they don't have like the audacity not they don't have the 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 sensibility to be like hey uh let's go grab beer sometimes like i don't you know what i mean you're like so i become irrational versus with me i like helping people but i like honestly don't expect a lot in return and that's why segue to mine um, my type is number nine the peacemaker which is perfect (laughs) so i'll just um read it just a, a few sentences here people of this personality type essentially feel a need for peace and harmony they tend to avoid conflict at all costs which is 1000 percent me um Nines this desire to avoid all the conflict generally results in some degree of withdrawal from life. Um, would you say I'm introverted or extroverted? I feel like I'm a little, I'm a little of both. You're, you are very extroverted. I used to define you as introverted, mm-hmm. but you're a social butterfly amongst people. I am, but I also like my, I think I'm both. Cause I, 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 
I don't re I don't know if I recharge from other people because that's, that's the, the definition. That's the definition. Yeah. It's like how do you recharge? And I, I, I mean, maybe sometimes I do. Like, but I do get burnt out from being around people too much too. I don't. So I, have, I have never seen that with you. I remember getting in arguments where, well, like, I, I became. Like, I just don't want to go. Like, there's. Well, that's time. because you were staging and you did a full days of oh, work. Oh, maybe it's that. But then, I remember but specifically remembering uh, having arguments with you because uh, the FOMO. Well, the FOMO, right? That would kind of, and so you would like, like I kind of became a little bit of a. I wouldn't say a homebody because I love going out and doing stuff, but I became more of like I'm tired from work. I'm gonna stay right. home. But with you, you were like. Oh, I'm doing a girls thing on Tuesday mm -hmm. and then we're doing a pajama thing with the girls on Thursday and oh on Friday we're going to the, the winery. And so I'm like, hey, I'm on dad duty this yeah, whole time. Yeah. And so so you were all about go, go, go. And and I think your FOMO was fueling us. So I do think you are more you're more extroverted. And I've never I've never seen a situation with you where you're like, I just am emotionally drained. Like I, that's I have been well, though. maybe from But I think you're right. I think it's after a long day of work or um, just thinking and, well and yeah, putting or, full energy out. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that has a lot to do with it. I don't know. I could never like pinpoint if, which one I was, but I do think I lean towards extroverted yeah. just because I, I do. Yeah. Like to be around people and you like party, party hard. Um, let's see. Most nines are fairly easygoing. They adopt a strategy of go with the flow. They are generally reliable, sturdy, self effacing, tolerant and likable individuals. Um, they tend to adopt an optimistic approach to life. I feel like you're very yeah. positive. Um, they are for the most part, trusting people who see the best in others. Um, they have a deep seated faith that things will somehow work out. I feel like I have that to a degree. <laughs> well, you've, well, I think you're, you've, you've been called because we've spoke about this on episodes before mm -hmm. where, you know, everything works itself out. Mm -hmm. And, and so I think that's a, a person that's, um, a mindset you've adopted, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then this one's interesting. It says they feel most at home in nature and def and generally make warm and attentive parents. I in mean, nature? I do love nature, like outside. Well, who are you going to be like, I hate nature. Yeah. Who's going to say that? No, I think it's more like, I would rather be like outside hanging out than like sitting inside the house. I would rather like, mm. maybe it's with the kids. Maybe, maybe it's, more it's with the kids. kids. Or like, and then like drag my, me into my it. idea would be like, yeah, like sitting on the beach or like, I'm always, I feel like I'm always the one saying like, let's go to the river. Let's go. Well, I, you've never been kids. like, let's go for a hike. Well, cause I know you don't like hiking. I well, go hiking with the girls. I'm content now with hiking. When's the oh, last time you went hiking with the girls? Um, we just went recently. When? Uh, I mean, we don't have to. I mean, that's not oh, even I don't know. there. Anyway, maybe last summer because it's been cold. I don't feel like you push up, put put out too many of these like naturey vibes. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> it's funny because it's like I think I one of the things you're really you're pushover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> such, oh, you're man, such to a, a piece. Of, I'm you're such a, such a peacemaker. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man, you guys have witnessed it. Oh, the geez. nine's inability to tolerate conflict sometimes translates into an overall conservative approach to change. Change can provoke unpleasant feelings and describe the nine's desire for comfort. Mm, change. I feel like I'm, which is interesting because if you go with the flow, wouldn't you be just, it, change would be easier for you? But Are they saying change is hard for you? Mm -hmm. Well, it just says change can provoke unpleasant feelings and disrupt the nine's desire for comfort. No, which, I, that's, I don't feel yeah. that's you at all. You've always been the most adaptable. Yeah. Except for like that little period of time when the cold kitchen remodel that you've admitted, but I didn't really catch from you. Right. But I think you've always been like, 
you never cared about like what the plan was and now the plan changed. Like you've never cared even about Pretty like, adaptable. you've yeah. never been like, like you could be a date night and you're like, where do you want to go? Like you didn't, you don't. Mm -hmm. you, well, it's interesting because it says when change does come, however, as it generally will, nines find that they are usually well able to adapt. Okay. So it's like, go. maybe it's like, it brings you that like uncomfortable feeling, but in the end you kind of mm. do adapt because you mm -hmm. go, go with the flow. There's um, less healthy nines seem incapable of motivating themselves to move into action. Indecisive. That's indecisiveness. <laughs> yep. And bring about effective change. Yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. am indecisive. You're such a nine. Although sometimes. I'm better, I've I've like even though that's my tendency, mm -hmm. I've like um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, oh my gosh, it's like when I make myself. Oh well, yeah, you you you, you force yourself. You put yourself out there. Right. You, you I, there's a word I'm looking for, but I can't think of yourself. it. Yeah, you kind of like I've I've um, learned to make myself more decisive yeah. and I feel like I have been in, over the years better. Isn't it also funny how like certain things you can almost teach yourself, but a lot of people will argue with you. Like, like one of the things that I hear people say is going like, well, I am, this is just who I am. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just an indecisive change. person. Yes. Like, oh no, you can legitimately, you can, you can become yeah. anything you want. Yeah. You can be a freaking oh, yeah. comedian tomorrow <laughs> if you wanted to. And yeah, you definitely can. A lot. I think it's like, I don't know if I've ever heard this before or if I'm making it up, but I think like, you know, 10, or 20% is your like ability or like your um, talent, whatever you want to call it. It's like your ability to do that. And then the other percent is all experience and learned mm -hmm. learning that thing, that yeah. skill. I guess skill wise is what I'm talking sure. about. Sure. Everything's a technique. Um, oh yeah. Everything's a technique and you can learn just about anything. And then you do have to have like that 10% either like creativity or I don't know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Anyway. Well, let's go on. Let's see. Uh, nines tend to be more resilient and they tend to be more resi resilient than they give themselves credit for. In fact, nines tend to not give themselves enough credit in general. <laughs> yeah. You're never, you're, yeah. You're like, how was it? Like, ah, it was fine. Yeah. I was just, I was like, well, you yeah. got a first place in the parade of home. Yeah. Eh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's totally me. It's like, I, um, uh, I do not like to be the center of attention. I have mm -hmm. never liked it. And it, that's why I hate being on camera. Mm -hmm. I hate, it's just like, I almost like shut down. I mean, married a YouTuber with a podcast. <laughs> the podcast is fine because I'm not watching myself and sure. then I'm not like acting almost or trying to like portray a certain, I don't know, uh, personality or thing. It's like, I, we just kind of talk. And sure. this is, I think that's why it's easy for me is because we banter like this mm -hmm. in general. And so at home, um, let's see. The nines, okay, so, and their self-effacing attitude, which, what does that mean? Self-effacing attitude. Step, is it self-effacing or self-effacing? <laughs> well. Anyway, seems to invite others to take them for granted or to overlook their often significant contributions, which, um, that pushover. Mm -hmm. And I think of, like, being taken advantage of. And oh. that's, I feel like I definitely have been taken advantage of. Um, just, just in situations where somebody's like, um, because I don't have like a strong contribution or like, um, a, what is it called? Um, oh, I'm having such a tough, loss for tough, words. Tough exterior, you know? Oh, not even that, but just like, um, a very forward opinion. Oh, okay. Like a confrontational like, opinion. Confrontation, yeah. yeah. So that people are like, 
they'll just tell me what I'm thinking. You know what's interesting, uh, and, and, and this is going back to the whole like pile of the fact that like how you have changed or how you are working on yourself. Because mm -hmm. uh, we, we've both recognized that in you, right? Like it's easy. So if somebody comes in, and you've had these situations before when somebody's like a gal would be like, is, is having these like non-verbals or confrontational, I'm like, hey, can we meet up? We need to talk about something. And obviously you can see this confrontational like yes. tone. And you used to be like, obviously treat it like as a confrontation to so show up and they obviously have the dominant hand because they the ones that called you on their terms, come here right. on my battleground. So you almost kind of play your role you of a peacemaker, yes. right? And you're like, but then what you've been really good about is recognizing when the tone of the confrontational tone is starting or mm -hmm. a more domineering tone mm -hmm. that you almost anticipate. So you almost like prepare yourself like, whoa, whoa, wait. Okay, so this, this is what they're doing. Be, yeah. This is what my tendencies are. I'm going to tell them, I'm going to change it to be on my terms. Yeah. And when I show up, I'm going to be forward. And I think, was it the five times I can count on one hand that, that you've, done been, <laughs> you've done it, which you've had to do it. Not that mm -hmm. say that you didn't, it all worked out well because right? you, plan yes. the, the game plan out right. it was all in your terms like how yeah how do we make this so i'm not being like a pushover and letting this person like walk all over me but also do it in still like a loving way sure. where we come to an agreement kind mm -hmm. of thing um yeah i've been better about that uh let's see Let's go to your wings. Okay. Wait, I want to see one, if there's anything else, which can, um, oh, fit, you can, I guess they can have occasional fits of temper, which quickly blow over. That's usually once a month <laughs> menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> once a month. Yeah. But mine's not like really fits of temper. It's more like, um, uh, what's that? Like a passive aggressive. Oh, <laughs> am I, I don't feel like or it. just like, um, maybe you've done it once. Pouty. Maybe that's uh, the word I'm again. thinking of. Um, okay, let's see. Being overlooked is often a source of deep sadness in nines, a sadness that they scarcely ever give voice to. I don't feel like... Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I never really think about it, but I don't th ever I don't think, think about I've being overlooked. I think I just have really awesome people in my life where I'm not overlooked. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to you. No, I have... Yeah, I think that that's... I think that's a big part of that is if you have friends in your life that treat you well and love you then you won't feel like that anyway continuing on let me see if there's anything else that i can go to my wing nines frequently mistype themselves mistype themselves as they have a rather dif um, as they have a rather diffuse sense of their own identity i actually did mistype my very first time i ever took the enneagram i um i got two the helper really and then i once i read a bit more about it i was like i'm not really the helper because i i like helping people but there's times where um i i never want that in return and so i i remember thinking okay that's the difference of like nine and two is like nine is like the non-confrontational i want just to keep the peace between everybody yeah whereas the two has those expectations ah, in return. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, so I did mistype. Mm -hmm, That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it even says most women uh, mistype as twos. <laughs> That's very sexist of them to say that. Yeah. Cancel Let's the Enneagram. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. And then my wing was the first time I took this test, or not the first time, when I took it um, the whatever, last week or two weeks ago, um, my wing was actually three. Hmm. 
and I didn't really feel like that was me. Um, and three is what? The achiever. Oh, the achiever. Yeah, right. okay. I don't. Which I think I have some tendencies in the three, but overall, I don't think my wing was right. So my wings would either be, and which actually that doesn't make sense because I can't wing a three. The only ones I can wing is eight or um, one. Yeah, but you don't want to be put in a box either, no. right? So I guess it's not a box. It's tr like a bunch of triangles. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, like, the eight is the challenger. And that, I don't know how you could wing an eight while being a nine. Because the eight are the, is the, the person who is really strong-willed, does not want to be controlled by either them or their circumstances. Um, which, if you're easygoing, go with the flow in our pushover, how can you be... And oh, isn't that weird? That anyway, weird. so I did um, the second time when I took it. I my wing was a one, and I think this one is. You're more such me. a nerd about this right now, I too. Know. Like I didn't go like. Oh, it's funny that they put me here but, because what I said. So interesting. And to in me, it, I'm yes. like, oh, cool. I'm a, I'm a three W two. No. <laughs> like you're like I, like you're doing these long division stuff that yes. I'm like not tracking with you. I well, well that's why I'm well. like, what's a three? You're like, oh, you're a three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like out in one ear, out the other. Yeah, I'm like, I don't remember this you're, tomorrow. You're like reverse engineering. I do because I find um, I just love psychology, so it like makes me like giddy inside. <laughs> think reading about this. Um, so I my wing was the reformer, and so these are the perfectionists, responsible, fixated, and improvement. I don't think I'm a perfectionist. For but your work, you are. That's yeah. that's where I think my one yep. comes in is. Um, like this whole thing is like bringing back to the barn door. <laughs> yeah. I'm like people of this personality <laughs> type are essentially looking to make things better. And I think I do as they think nothing is ever quite good enough. It makes them um, perfectionists who desire to reform and improve. Um, they have a fine eye for detail. They are always aware of the flaws in themselves. I definitely am aware of the flaws in myself. Um, I don't know about others though. No, you never look. Yeah. Others. This triggers the You're need to improve. It can others. be beneficial for others. Uh, let's see. Um, the one's inability to achieve the perfection they desire feeds their feelings of guilt for having fallen short. Fuels their and that was my like when I was staging. Do you remember that? Mm. I I actually this was a big part of my um, days where I would not be happy with my work mm -hmm. do you remember that so i, I remember going yeah, you'd, like you'd be I'd like i don't have enough like, you know, I don't have no or, no it'd be empty. like i'm not happy with i mean a lot of it had to do with not having enough furniture but it's like i remember telling you i every single house i leave i want to be a hundred percent happy and satisfied with every house yeah. doesn't matter if it's a huge new build or a house for like a a, a, a realtor that's been lived in and is like old from the 70s like it doesn't matter which house i have to be 100 percent happy with my um work yeah and i think this has a lot to do with that yeah so let's see ones tend to feel guilty about their anger anger is a bad emotion that's what it says well I don't, that's not you i i don't feel like you've ever I well, I I mean everybody feels guilty about feeling. Oh, angry, they're, oh, okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. You know what I think saying? I think misinterpreted. Yeah. yeah, no, you're like yeah, yeah you're like oh. I'm oh, I lash out the kids again. Yeah, sure. I, but, but I think sure. a lot of people feel that way. Um, let's see. Impatience, frustration, annoyance, and judgmental. judgmental Can I just say I did more prep work than you on this by yeah. underlining certain. Well, just I tried reading. to print it and my our printer oh. wasn't working. You have the underlying feature too. Oh well, so ones can be difficult to live with, but on the high side, they tend to be loyal, responsible, and capable partners and friends. 
So yeah, I don't that's think you're why, difficult to live with. No, that's why I think I just wing this one. It's yeah. not. I have these like, t like tendencies in some of these, but I, I don't feel like I'm a perfectionist. Um, other than work and. I think you can't really be a perfectionist that much when you have kids because you re unless or you're going to be crazy. Yeah. That's if you're true. a perfectionist with kids, you're legit. You have to be crazy because or you're going to make yourself crazy. Yeah. I used to be a, uh, not a perfectionist, but I used to be a punctuality. Oh, like oh, yeah. Punctuality. Punctual. punctual. And so then I, there's this realization. Well, I have three kids. Right. You have way too many variables of, mm -hmm. of, of not being punctual. Uh, punctual. Yes. And yeah. I think that's exactly it. There's too many variables like. I can either clean my house for three hours or I can be like, you know what? It's fine. And go take my kids outside or like mm -hmm. do, I think I've just, because you my love nature, right? Yeah, I love nature so much. <laughs> I think the priorities just change. You like, it still drives me crazy when I, my house is dirty and the laundry's piled, but it's like, I can kind of avoid it now. Like close the door. Oh, cause that's like, what you wanted. The bigger laundry. Remember spoke to the last house. You're like, no, I just want I a larger. That. I was like, that just means you can have more piles of laundry. I don't laundry. remember that at all. <laughs> That's funny. But was there anything kids, else you want yeah. to mention? I think that? that was it. That was I think, it. yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot I don't relate with, um, but that's just the wing. So that I, I think, I think I wing this side because I do see the details and things and want, always want it to be the best mm -hmm. it could be. Yeah. And that's where I think I fall into that category. Like the barn doors or like, there's been other projects where I like want to love it, but I, I just know it could be better. Mm. And that's not like a like that's not a knock on you that like your work isn't good enough. It's it's just like I know in my head what it could be. Mm -hmm. But what maybe, if it's the wrong wood species? There we go. <laughs> then <laughs> I, we'll listen, have a chat about it. I, I, if I've learned anything about this whole satanic pentagram thing, is that there's a. You're you're never in one category. No, you're, you're just not. a little bit of everything. And I think these sociology professors have created this kind of cubby system. And I don't think it's fair to put people in no, a box like I that. I agree. I think if anything, I could find myself in every single yes. number. I think of anything, you should be able to recognize your tendencies to do yes. these things. But, but I do like how there's certain things will underline says like, if unhealthy, this is what it looks yes. like. Cause or then it's good to keep that in mind yes. for like, okay, if, if I'm going towards that trajectory, like yes. how do I, change or do I recognize it? Your yeah. ability to look within yourself and see what is destructive about you or what takes joy away from you. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that, um, right. You have to be kind of put this. So I think this, what this is, is just a mirror that you look yourself in and, and see, do I like that or do I not right. like that? Absolutely. And, and understanding yourself and others better too. realize you're hundred percent changeable, right? I agree with like that. Like even your thoughts and your ideas, they're changeable. The hardest thing I feel like, is whatever happens in your brain of how you think or, or, or overreact or become irrational. Those are the hardest things. I know with me, like when there's times that I'm... Those are the things that like are rapid, like quick. Right. That's sometimes a little bit more difficult to yeah. convince yourself. Be like, don't be so upset about what that person did. Right. That's a, that's a very difficult thing. What I can do is only what I, I guess... I don't know how to put it. The action you take. The action you take yeah. physically, yeah. correct. Or sometimes... The outward... Um, or sometimes asking for forgiveness. That's a thing that you can force yourself to go and do. No, recognize you're yes. wrong and then be like, yes. okay, I'm going to put my ego in place. I'm going to go apologize. You can force yourself to do that. But what you're trying, your, your brain is justifying in your, in, in your mind is that's, that's sometimes a more difficult so fight. To fight. Yeah. 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 Well, that's cool. That's cool. So it sounds like, seems like we're compatible somewhere, <laughs> right? 
We should do a compatibility test, actually. That'd we be interesting. Should. We should next time. That should be an excellent. We're just going to be taking tests from <laughs> yeah. here on out. <laughs> uh, then we should do the LSATs and then yes. the SATs. <laughs> we should see how good at we are at taking tests. And then we'll rename this the... <laughs> the, the test takers yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, you know what we should do on the next episode? We haven't done this in a while. Uh, should we do an Awkward Spaces episode? Oh, yeah. That'd yeah. be fun. Okay. Yeah. We've so, had to do our own Awkward Spaces. Um, that's true recently so, so yeah it'd be fun too uh okay so uh next episode make sure you send your emails to a couple of pictures of any awkward space in your room if you guys need a little creativity behind it what we tend to do is we both look at those pictures and uh we kind of give our take of what we would do with that space and how we transform it we had some really good submissions before and a lot oh of yeah there were some there were some head scratchers for yeah. sure and then some people taking up our advice and did exactly what we told them to do that and was, was cool like, to it was see. really cool yeah. to see yeah so Love email it. them to uh hello at uh next door neighbors or is it that next door neighbors i think it's hello at the next door neighbors and dot com dot and com. then um yeah, make sure you share this podcast, rate it, review it, and uh, tag us on like Instagram and stuff like that when you're watching or listening. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.